0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Terminus Podcast, apparently the number one rated fascist podcast as According to Player FM. Yay, Player FM. This is fucking stupid. Oh, I am so
1: excited. My name's Trevor. My name's Jeremy. Ugh,
0: you know what? I know you take sick pleasure out of some of this shit sometimes but like this just makes me tired i mean it sucks but i'm gonna be honest with
1: you i mean if you can't laugh about it i mean what the fuck are you gonna do i mean the, the reality I mean, is-
0: the reality of it is like fucking we don't get called a fascist podcast this is a fucking weird thing
1: i mean the the cool thing about it is and this is what i like to think if people are actually listening to us because they think we're fascists right and like
0: like the alt right fucks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you start listening to this shit, it, it's very clear. It, it's 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 very clear that we're we're not really into that. Though my haircut, my yeah, haircut is definitely have, definitely, you know, pretty far right. I will say that. I mean, well, it, it, it's, my right. it's, it's my hair. It's right. my hair. Yeah, it, it, it's my hair.
0: That's where that's where it all comes from. It's not the content. It's just my hair. I mean, we all know that that's where Trump gets the source of his power. Absolutely, like that I've said is before, alive. it is—it is a living, breathing parasite. Exactly. That—that's
1: all it is. It's a tumor.
0: <laughs> it's a tumor. <laughs> um, so fuck. All right. You know what? So today on the show, we're gonna just fucking—we're gonna chill out. Yep. I expect this show to be maybe forty-five minutes. I'm done. Cause it's also pretty late. Okay. So, I—I I do want to talk about the fact that. I am on a reverse schedule from what I was last week. Yes. I start I have a I have a job, everybody. So you can stop fucking sending me emails starting with get a job because I do <laughs> fucking have one and I have I have to get up at five thirty no 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 no. I'm sorry. I have to leave my house by no later than five thirty. Yeah. I have to be up at like four in the morning. You sound like you're crying. I, I am a little bit crying. You, know, you want to know why? Because, you know when I was getting up before this? I was getting up at like 1 yeah. p.m. You'd, you'd go to bed. You'd wake up at
1: like 1 or 2 in the morning, or 2 in the afternoon. Yeah. And then you'd edit the podcast like super fucking quick and put it up there. And everybody would make fun of us. And I, honestly, that's how we became among the best of the fascist podcasts,
0: according to Player FM. Cheers to you, Player FM. Thank you. So... Not only do I have to get up at fucking 6 in the morning. I'm up right now and I'm tired. Yeah. Cuz this is normally when I would be starting to wake up. Yes. So I it's I'm fucked. But uh But you're so cute whenever you're sleepy though. Yeah, I mean that's what everybody says. Uh yeah, it it brings out your eyes. Okay. All right, I see what we're doing here. I see this is this is information that was presented to you by a by a source. No, and you're weaponizing it. Absolutely not. You are absolutely doing That's that. That's not true at all. Anyway, I am too tired to f- argue with you. I also have a fucking toothache <laughs> from hell. Turns out, when wisdom teeth decay, as they usually do, the hole that they leave isn't just a void. No, it's got shit in it. Like nerve endings that make me want to cry every second of the fucking day. Like, did, did you expect it to be like. Have you ever seen that movie, Wrist Cutters?
1: Yeah. Okay. Did you expect the hole that it left to be like the under. Uh, like the floorboard of the car and Wrist Cutters, where it's just like an
0: endless void? No. Of. of, of Pretty much like the exit of the afterlife. I don't know what I was expecting, but I'll tell you what I wasn't expecting a nearly endless headache. So, there we're at, there we go. I'm irritated. Yeah. So and the, so this whole like fascist podcast list thing it just it it drives me up the fucking wall. God bless America.
1: Okay. I'm, I mean I'm just saying. Um, Heil. No. Is that? That's not good. How, what's the Russian way of saying Heil? Oh boy. Russian, Heil. Uh,
0: anyway. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so that's news. So what I, I thought we would be kind of cool to talk about is exactly what we do believe politically. Yeah. Or at the very least ideologically, because there are differences between... Politics and ideology, so... Yeah. Uh, I thought we kind of need to talk about that. Um, I know you got some unique opinions. I'm pretty bog standard when it comes to my politics, but, you know... I
1: don't know if mine mine are really that
0: unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just a guy. Yeah. I also thought we should talk about, like, things that we like. Yeah. Things that... Like, good shit. Like, this yeah. is going to be our good shit episode uh, that we do maybe once every year. I mean, yeah. Because like we we spent a lot of time yelling last episode. And the, the
1: episode before that was heavy.
0: And the episode before that was really heavy. I'm
1: exhausted thinking
0: about it. Yeah. So, I definitely want to get to that. Uh, of course, the music that you heard at the beginning of the episode, we went back to our regular theme song. That was Police State from Kevin Mon of the Reptiles. Um, When we come back, we're going to get into this discussion, but... I think right now I'm gonna go take a nap somewhere in your house. Okay. I mean,
1: my my cat's probably gonna like rub up on you and possibly bite you. I That's fine. You know I that. know
0: how to I know how to freak them out. Okay, cool. I'll just clap. Cool. I'm down with it. Great.
1: What's up, my baby birds? It's Jeremy. That's Trevor over there. Brother in arms and partners in life. We We welcome you
0: back. Hi, hey guys,
1: and (sighs) girls, and just everybody.
0: We love you. You know what? Like, there's uh, there's this uh, there's this woman I follow um, on the internet. That's you know what that is not ever going to be a not creepy sentence. There's a woman I follow on the internet. Yeah, Uh, her name is Penny Underbust. You are a stalker. She's like a cosplayer, but she also like does cool videos and about like like she reads. Okay. And does, like, audiobooks and shit. Right. Uh, she always introduces her videos with boys, girls, and gender rebels, and I just kind of really fucking like that. We can't steal that. No, we can't. But I did want to give it a call out, like, hey, that's really cool. That is really cool. Uh, Penny Underbus. We're not that YouTube. creative. Please don't get mad at us. No. Uh, another one I, I really liked, uh, it's this, um, so, there's a group of Canadians called Loading Ready Run. They're very, very cool. Okay. Uh, Well, they're nerds, but they're also very, very good people. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the folks who works at Loading Ready Run, uh, dude Alex, he draws, he like does comics and stuff. Outside of that, he's uh, a, he is a, uh, he he just kind of does random shit. Right. Um, he he would always introduce like his stream called IDDQ Derp by saying already. From near and far, young and old, people with every shape, ability, and gender, uh, welcome to you know, IDDQ derp or the Let's Nope or whatever the fuck you was doing. That's another good one. I, I like intros like that. You it's still like, can't use it. No, I'm absolutely not suggesting we use it. I'm saying like, hey, this is like some good shit to draw inspiration from. Yeah. Um,
1: boys and girls and.
0: I like baby birds.
1: Yeah, baby birds. We're going to stick with baby birds. You know, I think We love we, you, baby birds. I
0: think we got baby birds on on lockdown. I think that's ours. You know what? That works with me. We love you, this baby birds. This is episode birds. fucking number, what, seven? Seven, and we don't have shit figured out at all. No, you know what? I, I'm actually calling us out. Like We actually do have shit figured out, mm-hmm. right? Like We have a thing. Yeah. We didn't have a thing before we started the podcast. Not at all. We actually have like shit that we can like we say every week that's kind of neat. Yeah. You know what's really neat? Drawing attention to shit that you have learned over seven podcasts in the middle of your fucking podcast. I'm an idiot. So anyway, what do you want to talk about, Jeremy? Well, Trevor. I want to talk about your
1: Political leanings and the reasons that you should not be
0: put on an FBI watch list. So I you just looked a lot like uh, Bill Murray. I'm gonna take that as
1: a compliment. I mean, Ghostbusters. Thank you.
0: I'm gonna take that as a as a compliment. You know it'd be really funny if the power went out. Like it wouldn't ha- have any effect on the recording because we're both you're on a wireless mic yeah. that's recording into its own USB port like system. Yeah, I'm on a laptop that does not require the internet. In fact, my internet is not on at this moment. Right, I am completely not using fuck all. Right, um, but I just it would be funny the power went out. I don't know why it get. This really is where spooky. I'm at. Well, here's the thing:
1: it get really spooky. Spooky. I get scared, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make you hold me, regardless if you want to or not. I'm going to make you hold me, and you're going to fucking hold me.
0: Well, here's the thing, right? Apparently, I look like a character from that Dream Daddy's dating sim. I mean, how many times have I called you Daddy at this point?
1: It's been... It's a few times. I mean, there's a reason. The only thing you're missing is, like, a button-up shirt that's, like... Well, no, fucking... Okay, Hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done. Okay. This is my vision of you, Daddy, is a pair of, like like, denim cut-off shorts, okay, with, like, a, 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 like, flannel button-up, right, with no sleeves, unbuttoned top two or three buttons, okay, with a tool belt, and a pair of tan-hide boots, and that, that excites me.
0: By the way, you look exactly like that man. It's fucking dead ass. That is absolutely dead ass. I this don't is Brian from Dream Daddy, a, da- a dad dating simulator. No, that's that's Trevor. It's fucking from, me. That is Trevor from the
1: Terminus podcast. Terminus Daddy over I here. I
0: don't own a Hawaiian shirt oh, or you, a wife you beater. You better
1: goddamn believe you're about to, though. I'm gonna make fucking Jesus sure.
0: Jesus Christ. Happy birthday, Trevor. Like... It's it's upsetting to me how much this man looks like me, and how many times this has been like a thing that people comment on my shit about.
1: I mean, you shouldn't. I take it as a compliment.
0: Oh no, I'm I'm actually like it, like it's it's flabbergasting, but like in a good way. I mean,
1: I think you're beautiful in every single way. <laughs> Words
0: can't I'm, bring you down. I'm deflecting.
1: You're beautiful. I, I uh, no matter what they say. No, words can't
0: bring you down We we can't So don't bring Trevor down today Jeremy, we can't use any of this It's all copyrighted
1: Fair use It was transformative I didn't sing it There's no beat Fair use I guess they would have to prove that you copied That's right Absolutely. I don't know what you're talking about right now. (laughs) I have
0: never heard that song in my entire life. Anyway. So, you want to know about my politics? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, fuck, where to start? Well, I guess I've been an anarchist since I was but a wee boy, a wee lad. Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. I went from being a wee lad to a dream daddy, apparently.
1: Yeah. But. You are wearing glitter
0: tonight, so. It's, yeah. Anyway. God, you've never been so what, beautiful. What I do with my, with me and my girlfriend is none of your fucking business. <laughs> anyway. I mean, now uh, they know. No. We, you know what? I was about to say we never use glitter, but then that would be too much information. Anyway. Uh, Tell us more. No. You, what, what do you want to know? Do you want to know about my fucking politics? Do you want to know about my love life? If you can mix this in with the O sound um, of the wombat, Mm-mm. I would be so happy. No, that's a misuse of my uh, limited sound design powers. <laughs> that is fuck. That is not okay. Anyway, so <sighs> shit. I mean, this is not. This is not an exciting story story by any means. Like I learned about anarchism when I was in high school mm-hmm. um, after learning about punk rock in high school and I was not a normal punk, nor was I probably a normal anarchist in the sense that like I was a complete fucking nerd about it. Right. Like, let me tell you, let me tell you what I did in high school. Right. I used to like print off, anarchist pamphlets and distribute them amongst my peers which interestingly uh there are a lot of my friends that i like i knew in high school that are Mm -hmm. now libertarian or anarchist and like i don't want to say that was any like had anything to do with me Mm -hmm. but at the same time it was very very fucking suspicious that like i like was doing this and then they became anarchists like okay all right i see you all
1: Whenever I was in fucking. high school,
0: I wrote emo poetry and got called a faggot. Yeah, I mean that also happened to me a little bit. So I mean that that was the the majority of my high school mm, years. Yeah, it, it's fuck it fucking sucked. Anyway, um, it's so it's it's weird like looking back because the person I am now and the person I was then totally different. Like I was aside from being an anarchist, I would not have considered myself a very good person, but like. I don't know if anybody would consider their 16, 17-year-old selves very good people. You know? Uh, my 16-year-old yeah, self perfect. was. Uh, no, I'm not oh, I
1: perfect, but I was pretty chill. I at least listen to good music. I'd hang out oh, with yeah. me.
0: I'd hang out with me in a non-creepy way. Oh, uh, There you go. But, so, I don't know, like, the, the everyone was like, oh, well, you'll grow out of it. I don't know if I've ever seen that actually come true. Right. Usually people who, like, find these weird political positions, they either keep them or get worse ones. So it's like, eh, I, mm, I don't know if you'll grow out of them, but you'll definitely, you'll figure something out. Right. Uh, at any rate, um, so a lot of people told me, like, hey, you'll, you'll never stick to this. And um, basically, I was, I was just really attracted to the idea of, like, anarchism is sort of a political theory against domination. I mean, yeah. Like, against domination in all aspects of life. Just like um, not letting anybody... It's not even tell you what to do so much as like not letting anybody hurt you or hurt other people in the name of the greater good which
1: I always thought was kind of funny whenever you meet anarchists who are also christian and like I'm not I'm not passing judgment because i mean you know it's not really my say so but i always thought it was kind of funny because i, I agree it was always like against the domin uh, against domination and, and free thinking and all that good stuff and but within the confines of any form of spirituality or religion um I feel like it's a little more restrictive you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and uh i always thought that was very very strange and i know a lot of those people
0: yeah so that that's continued to today and i you know for for context i'm 25 uh so almost eight years later i have not yet grown out of the anarchist phase Mm -hmm. of my i guess adolescence right as a 25 year old man um and i don't think i will um anarchism is not a political philosophy that necessarily argues for violence for violence' sake right um you know there's there 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 are always the nihilists uh especially in radical politics there are a lot of nihilists who le- would like to basically say like you know if your anarchy is not destroying things it's not good enough it's not a it's not pure anarchy right um and, and they may be true they may they may be right but my my anarchism is about a world in which people don't have to be violent. Right. And I, I would much rather everybody sort of get along, or not even get along, but just like... I, I would rather the conditions that make people's lives hell right now yeah. not exist. Right. And ultimately, that's why I find it both hilarious and infuriating that we are in a list of fascist podcasts. Because... <laughs> I can't think of any other political philosophy that I am more diametrically opposed to than fascism.
1: Well, there there are those who would actually classify um, people who at least think the way that we do and and say the things that we do as fascistic because we are attempting to I guess drown out the more what the the, the speech that we find to be fascistic. Does that make sense?
0: Well, I mean, you're... <laughs> So, are we, though? I mean, we're at, at any point right now, like, I, I've gone back, I've listened to all the podcasts that we've done, and, mm-hmm. like, we're arguing against positions. Right, you right. Know? And, and we're, not, we're not providing them a platform. We're not saying, hey, let's debate all these positions. There's no position that's wrong or right. Right. Um, we know what we believe. Right. Um, but, you know, we're fighting their speech with, with speech. Right. You know, we're calling Richard Spencer a fuckhead. Right. Um, you know, he can say whatever the fuck he wants. Right. Um, but knowing that he is a fuckhead and knowing that he is a fascist and knowing mm-hmm. that, you know, this is a guy who believes in white ethnostates as mm-hmm. an ideal. Right. Like, that's, that is some shit. Like, we're not... I would not classify us as taking anyone's speech away necessarily, but I would classify us as absolutely fucking challenging that speech. Well, I, and, I think
1: I, I misspoke because okay. uh, I, I do I do think that you and I, we do sit on a different side of the uh, table than mm-hmm. uh, other and, and let's be honest with it uh, with each other here. Other um, anti-fascist groups, because sure. other anti-fascist groups are more interested in taking away their their ability to speak and oh, uh, to okay. gather. I see what you're than, saying, um, and,
0: and that's the thing because people because, equating like the it's like saying anti-anti-fascists are just like fascists, right? Exactly. And, okay. And,
1: and the without understanding the nuances, you know, well, because like. It, well, and we'll go into my perspective of that here in a little while. Sure.
0: Moment, but, like, but I mean, we can talk about, we can talk about that, though. I mean, you know, Milo's, like, Milo Yiannopoulos, this douchebag from Great Britain who's a shitlord, right. um, went to universities. Uh, famously, he went to Berkeley. I don't know why he fucking thought that was a good idea, but, you know, what? He, he, well, I don't know. Anyway, um, dude... Was giving out the number to ICE, right. to Immigration Customs Enforcement, and was telling students go find your fellow students and turn them into to the deportation squads, like that is a material threat to somebody's safety and life. It is, and uh, um, one thing I do want to add to this because I feel like this so is like, like, but like when the anti-fascists shut that shit down, like I can't see a net, po- like there's right. no, there's nothing bad about that. But anyway, go on. Well. One thing that I, I did want to say about uh, Milo, um,
1: kind of as a, as a side note, because uh, this is one thing that I've actually sat here and kind of thought about several times, right? Because I've seen Milo kind of on stage and perpetuating himself in the way that he does, but I've also seen Milo um, kind of being the anti-version of himself at the same time. Okay. And I, I sometimes I really wonder how much... and, and granted what he did there is fucked up. Okay? I'm going to give you that and I agree with that. It's super fucked up and I think Milo is a terrible person regardless of how this goes. Okay? Okay. Um but I wonder how much of that is actually more performance than it is actual um true to life opinion. I like one of the things that kind of leads me to say that. Um I I look at um the shit that he said uh with the drunken peasants i believe it was right um you know the 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 child molestation stuff and um you know i remember listening to it and i I remember not thinking that it was as bad as it was being made out to be now granted um was pretty bad it was it was bad but i think i was i was trying to understand the context more than i was trying to listen to the words Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and, like, in context, I kind of realize I do the same thing with my own problems. You know what I mean? Like, I make really dark, fucked-up jokes and uh, just kind of run with it because it's easier to laugh at my problems and, and all that than to live my life crying over it. You know what I mean? No, I get that. And so, whenever that happened, I was trying to look at look at it within context, and I, I still, to this day, don't really find what he said... as. All that offensive, especially whenever you kind of put it side by side with other things that he has said. Like, okay, I, I remember one. It's
0: thing. it's it's a it's a it's a milk toast thing that he said comparatively. It, it is like I remember one thing that he said. It was at a
1: college. Uh, it it was some college talk that he did where it was talking about um, school shootings, right. right? Yeah, and uh, wondering why people. Um, why a kid would take a gun to school and just shoot his classmates? And his exact response was, "Oh well, because it's fun." And like played it off like instead serious, but I kind of wonder just how much of Milo is just trying to expose the other side, while kind of playing a playing a bit, I guess. Like he's 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 over the top. He's he's all of these things, but in the end, I think Milo behind closed doors is kind. Of, it has the possibility of being. A more normal person
0: well so it's funny you mentioned that um i uh i shared an article that he did from 2012 recently uh it was actually last year but it came across in my memories in facebook because that's a fucking horrible feature <laughs> anyway uh the article was basically about how the internet was making us all sociopaths right and and i would agree to that and to he an was extent. basically like this is horrible and it like basically he had the reverse sort of position of what he would then become right and so i, I think you might be right in a sense but like at, there's a point in which it doesn't matter anymore yeah i'll agree I and mean, what he does it's mm-hmm. it's literally like trying to put a fire out with gasoline mm-hmm. even if even if this is like some kind of subversive yeah. performance art it's yeah. not working it still aids on the other side and I mean,
1: even at this point, if even if I was right, right, um, and it actually turned out like the guy was really, truly trying to expose the right for, um, well, the, the ass hattery that they fucking, you know, show, and I, I think it, it, it's just kind of lost on its audience at this point, if that's true, because honestly, his audience is far too big at this point. This is his bread and butter. But I am willing to give him credit where credit's due. And I, I think um, what Milo does... I'm not going to call it genius. I'm not going to call it even good. But I think he's got
0: like his shit really figured out. Well, like, maybe. I mean, we again, we don't know. You're know, this. this, this... this you're right. I, I don't know. I, I really
1: don't. And again... I hate everything that he represents. To the public, I hate everything he represents. I know nothing about him behind closed doors. This is just the the idea that I have. This mm. is what I think. Ironically,
0: maybe this is how we ended up on a list of fascist podcasts. No, I don't, because we've, we've never really talked about this before, so I don't think that's that's it. But, um, But yeah, I mean, just kind of going back to like antifa and and, like you're i think you were right though i mean like we we are part of a coalition of people who believe in no platforming um right fascists um, and and other sort of authoritarian political groups um i mean i guess the main thing that i would say is that like as, as an anarchist my, my politics have to be anti-fascist. Right. You know, they, they have to stand against fascism as sort of the ultimate representation of political authoritarianism. Um, now, whether or not you agree with that, I mean, that aspect of uh, Antifa, I, I don't know. But the main thing for me is that I, I believe in using, you know, anarchism, or, or having you being an anarchist as someone who is there to help other people and provide mutual aid to each other and, um, you know, try to bring out the best in everybody uh, and do so without a state. Right. Um, but I don't really have any more than that. And I think we're having a great time. Yeah. Do you wanna talk about your political ideology? Yeah, it's it's kinda of funny because uh, for me
1: personally I've never I've never really tried to pigeon pigeonhole myself. Okay. Right? And and it's mostly because of the fact that I've never been all too comfortable with this concept of well, I'm a part of this group because of the fact that I believe one thing or I I um, look one way or listen to one style of music. You know, the punk rock thing, like, that was one thing that was just kind of stuck to me. But so was the goth thing, and then and so was all this other shit, you know? And so, sure. whatever it is you want to call me, fine. If it's according to your perception, this is the person I am. So, I don't know that I've ever been 100% on board with actually categorizing myself as an anarchist, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, what I will say... Is the majority of what I believe is very, uh, very anarchistic. Okay. Right. Um, and it it really started whenever um I was a kid. Like the first things that ever opened me up to this concept of of anarchy. There were really three things that opened me up to it. One. One was Crass, yeah. which is to this yeah. day still one of my absolute favorite bands. It's a good band. Um, but whenever I was a kid, I could not get enough of this band, like Christy album, fucking amazing album to this day. Still one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, fucking penis. Envy so good. Penis Envy is like second on that list of great ones. But I remember my very first crass album coming out of Elk City, Oklahoma. Was it feeding of the 5,000? No, oh. it was even weirder. Weird. Yeah. It, it was Christ. The bootleg. Oh my God! I still have that record to this day. My friend was given this by her by her uncle who owned a record store in uh, uh, Kansas, right? And um, gave her this album. She didn't like it, so she turned around. and She's like, Jeremy, I, I think you might, I might, you might like this. And what this album was? It was a bootleg. Of a live performance that they did from the '70s, so this this thing was super lo-fi, super horrible-sounding, but I fell in love with this shit because they they're, they still use like the sound clips and all that shit
0: mm-hmm. during
1: their live performances, and it was fucking amazing to me. And so from there, I'm, I just started digging. And the second thing, and this part was misleading, was the Anarchist Cookbook. I found out that existed. And uh, I had a friend who actually had a copy of it through his brother, right? So I looked through it, and at that point, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? This is what Crass believes. And keep in mind, I'm, like, super fucking young whenever this shit happened, right? <laughs> right. So all of a sudden, I'm thinking Crass just wants to bomb everybody, yeah, right? I mean, that might be true for yeah, Penny, for one of them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we can't really speak for, Penny for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, but it wasn't up until um, I found out about Abby Hoffman,
0: and it's so fucking
1: cliche it, that,
0: that that's like the fallback for virtually everybody, right? Well, I mean, uh, it's funny you mention that because um, I uh, I all you know as I was becoming an anarchist, I found the Steal This Wiki page. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined the message board that was behind it. Right, and one of the people that I met there was uh, my friend Grayson, who is another sort of stalwart in Oklahoma City's or Oklahoma's anarchist scene. Right, which is really weird. But yeah, so the the Abby Hoffman connection is, is uh, it's there. It I it, it's real. He uh, he did he had some shit. Yeah, he had some shit. But um, his his book, steal this book. Was I mean? I think it was pretty seminal and it's
1: iconic, man. It, I
0: mean, it, it it was it was the I think it was the the way that people sort of came to DIY. It was the way mm-hmm. the way that a lot of people sort of came to this idea of like um, punk and yeah. you know n- not even like punk as a musical genre, but punk is like a as a mindset and as right. a um, as a guiding force. Um, right. I won't call it an ideology because that's fucking stupid. But right. Um, you know, it's like it it was. It's good. So, you found Abby Hoffman. And it was by
1: way of a floppy disk. <laughs> it was steal this book on a floppy disk. And uh, I don't remember who gave it to me. Like, I think it was that kid whose brother also had a copy of the Anarchist Cookbook, if I remember correctly. But I'm, I'm really not sure. But it was steal this book on a floppy disk. And for some reason, this, this changed my fucking life, right? even whenever I found out, like, what a suicide note said, you know, like, yeah. w- whenever you start digging deeper into this guy's life, and yeah, there were some things that were a little bit off, right, but the man stood with conviction, right, and, and, and that's, no doubt. yeah, and, and, like, he he just, I don't know, for, for, for being such a young kid and finding this shit and realizing that, okay, like, He's, he's telling these he's telling us these things in a way that actually makes sense. It doesn't seem like it's overly propagandized or anything like that, you know what I mean? Right. It, it, it was just pretty much straight to the point, cut and dry. You know? And it just made sense to me. And so... Oh no, as I got older I just kind of developed this idea, coming from kind of a racist, homophobic household and uber, like, Bible thumper and all that stuff, and realizing how Deeply, that fucked me up. I kind of started seeing things from the other side, right? Okay. And I started realizing how people of color were being treated, uh, by just because of the way that it was they were treated in my own household. Um, the way religion, um, specifically in my case, the Christian church, really, really fucked with kids. You know what I mean? Like sure. everybody's super scared to die in their sleep, and everybody's super fucking scared to, um uh, of the end of the world and all that stuff, and you have these nightmares and shit, and you realize this, um, and from there you just kind of see how people treat each other. And I, I experienced this whenever I was like moving from church to church. My my mom, like for whatever reason, pulled us from like the Baptist church to the Nazarene church, and then we ended up in another fucking church. And it seemed like I was making enemies at every single church just because we were no longer parishioners, right? Right. Uh, of that very specific church. And so the way people treated each other, it just really sunk in. And basically my entire thing is whatever it is you want to be, be it. If you're a racist piece of shit, be a racist piece of shit. Just don't be a racist piece of shit in a way that's going to physically harm a person. But at the same time, don't expect silence and don't expect somebody to just sit there and fucking take it either. I'm one of those people that truly believes that whatever it is that you say and do, you have the right to do and say it but with the expectation that there could be consequences following those actions or words. Right. Yeah. And I mean that on both sides. So it's not, not just, uh, the right that I'm looking at, I'm looking at the leftists and uh, leftist and I'm looking in the middle as well. Um, but I think that kind of everybody has kind of a role in the, in the, in the show that we are in currently. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically because of You're, fact you're that... talking about the hellscape that we live in. Absolutely. And it's specifically because I believe that right now, I feel like at least as far as most of the world is concerned, the veil is finally lifting. And they're kind of seeing America for what it is. You know what I mean? Um, and whenever i look at the the uber far right and the the alt-right and even like the leftists and just the way that we go about attacking one another and shit like that the veil just further lifts you know what i mean the only way that things can be changed in my opinion is by things being fully brought into the light and shown for what it is and i think that's where we are right now things are finally being exposed for what it is um i said in the uh previous episode I was talking about um, the alt-right motherfuckers believing they are the revolution When, but I said that they have always been kind of lying under the floorboards right just waiting and finally they were able to come out and finally they're able to come out finally they're they are in the position they are where they're able to be shown and they feel justified um, for Uh, For being able uh, or justified in the way that they or in the way that they think and in the things that they say and the things that they believe, and I think that's a really massive step in the right direction. I really do, and the reason being is because it gives us a chance to expose this shit for what it really is, and it's absolute bullshittery. So I do believe everything and everyone has a. Um, very specific place in the discussion and that's it it's really that simple
0: cool well I mean excellent we've got I think we got it
1: yeah I mean that's pretty fascist to me
0: everybody's Jesus got a free Christ. free
1: speech and free rights and everybody has the expectation of being treated fairly and equally Fascists, fuck, Russian Heil, motherfuckers.
0: Welcome back, everybody. I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. So we just talked for about two minutes, which you know what? I'm glad that we caught it two minutes in and not ten minutes in. Yeah. So it's fine. You anyway. need to stop drinking. Yeah, that's what it is. You need to stop drinking. Yeah, Mister Straight Edge over here needs to stop drinking. You really do. I'm I'm over here every week with like a fucking lemonade slushy, Lisa with vodka, from On Yep,
1: with vodka. I, no, there's with vodka. I poured it in there myself. Oh, okay.
0: There you go. And ooh, ooh, here's a hard, here's a hard drink. Fucking root beer. It's got beer in the name. Jesus Christ. And you're over here like I got milk stout. Actually, it's Lucky Buddha or Lucky Buddha. Yeah, I'm feeling lucky. I do this voice at work now.
1: This voice? Do they do they ask you what it's about? Do you promote
0: our podcast? No, I don't, but I just do this voice. Are you ashamed of me? No. I'm not ashamed of you. Maybe maybe I'm disappointed in you. Oh wow. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, your beard daddy's calling you is saying he's disappointed in you i've never felt so let down in my entire life this is (laughs) this is very disheartening oh i'm sure that's not true anyway um fuck it this is the end of the show we're gonna talk about shit we like for a little bit and then we're gonna go do things smiley
1: face pancakes
0: Hell yeah, Smiley Face Pancakes. You know what? That, this is that, that Trump's is, America. That is not... Well, fuck. All right. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, you know what? Like, that's that's not only like a goal. That, that is some shit I like. I like Smiley Face Pancakes. I like
1: Smiley Faces.
0: Yeah. I like long walks on the beach as well. Same. I like
1: holding hands with Trevor and looking into his dreamy, sleepy eyes.
0: Do you realize my girlfriend ships us, right? Yes. Like she, anyway. Um, I've
1: already had this conversation with her. She's totally
0: fine. Yeah, I know. I had this conversation with her tonight. Good. At any rate, uh, do you have shit you like, Jeremy?
1: I like a lot of things, but, um, you know, I wanted to talk about some music that I feel like
0: is extremely underrated okay. and more people should listen to. I was just going to talk about bad religion for six days. So, I mean, I guess you're saving us the trouble. I mean, yes.
1: Trevor, let me ask you something. Hmm. If I were to mention the most hated band on Epitaph Records. I would say it would be Motionless in White. They were never on Epitaph Records, you <laughs>
0: poser piece of shit. No, I was thinking of another band that has equally stupid name. Uh Fuck. That really long, stupid one? No, no. The world is a terrible place, or a wonderful place, and I'm going Whatever. i not that entire that.
1: Lo- that entire thing is a lie. Hold on. That band is terrible, by the way. No. Hurry up. Hurry up, because th- this, is, this is a thing I'm trying to lead into, and you're fucking it up for me. H- you God, God damn it. Hold on. Motionless and white being on goddamn Epitaph <laughs> Records. What the no, fuck there's, is wrong with you?
0: There is literally... God damn it. Hold on. One second. I'm almost yeah, there. Yeah. I'm almost fucking there. Yep.
1: Hurry up. Just hurry up. I'm disappointed. I'm ashamed right now. This is... This is... This is a dumpster fire
0: of an episode. It's not a dumpster fire of an episode. Oh my god. Um, Hurry up. Son of a bitch. Just find one and pick it. Just just go with it. No. Just, just do it. No. What the fuck? Hold the fuck on. They're... What fucking band is this? I have uh, Falling in Reverse. They're on Epitaph Records. They absolutely fucking are on currently Epitaph Records. So what were you talking well, about that the took, world's worst uh, band on that, Epitaph Records? That took you a minute. No, I didn't say that. I said the most hated band on Epitaph Records. Also, Falling in Reverse. Well, let me take you back. Okay? Okay, so this is historically
1: historically back. We're going to the 90s. We're, we're going to like Punkorama 3. Is this Oscar? Oh, it's Oscar. Okay. I fucking love Oscar. So they had two albums. Yeah. Ever. Released two albums.
0: Very was, small discography. Yeah. Uh,
1: they released one called Treatment 5. And it was just like straight ahead of fucking punk rock and to this day i really don't understand why people fucking hated them so much like mm. i kind of wonder if it's just because like their lyrical content content while well, like honestly it wasn't great but it was honest
0: you know what i mean it wasn't like i mean it's the 90s they didn't yeah. like that like they love bad religion yeah and they love the offspring and they love pennywise and, and shit no because, effects and because they were real yeah without really being real like right
1: But then you had like all this emo shit, right? But then you had Oscar coming out with songs like "Asshole," which Mm. was about like a bullshit friend, you know what I mean? But they, I remember like one fucking song that came uh, that was on that album, and like you know that song "Radio" by Rancid.
0: Oh, how do I know that? Yeah, I hate that song. But
1: there's another song by Oscar called "Radio." Okay, and the lyrics of it I thought were even better than the one on uh, by Rancid the ones by rancid because again i hate rancid but
0: um yeah fuck rancid
1: there there's a course where they just sing a repetition the fucking radio um yeah, what was it the 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 fucking radio takes my mind off of everything and it was amazing because the song was just about music and that, that was it but then they came out with a second album the last album called idol will kill they went through so many fucking drummers on this one CD that um, the only two consistent members were the bassist and guitarist. And I can't remember the guitarist's name for the life of me, the the singer.
0: Do you want me to pull it up?
1: Yeah, if you don't mind, because it's actually going to lead into something else I just thought of. But um, it was a super different album. Like, it was kind of ahead of its time for the shit that they were uh, that that you know, in terms of what was coming in the punk rock realm. Like it was layered. It actually had um, some some element of a kind of a, Devin Williams. Was Devin the name Williams. Of the that's it. Guitarist. Yeah, Devin Williams. Um, but it, it was just kind of a unique album. It, it was again honest. It was just straight up from the heart. Um, there was a song about being afraid of getting old. Um, there was another song. The very first track was this acoustic song with a piano that was literally kind of a fuck you to his uh, to like the people who claimed that they were fucking terrible for the people that they or for the music that they made for its lyrical content even though none of it was offensive again none of it's offensive people Mm -hmm. were just mad because they were writing honest lyrics on an epitaph at, at a time whenever that just wasn't a thing um and they fucking broke up but they had a guest spot in some fucking movie. I can't remember what the what it was for the life of me. But Devin Williams, after this happened, went on to start a band, a couple of bands that were like folk, like indie
0: folk. Of course, yeah. But well, the- it, it's like that Archambault dude from uh, Defeater started Derek Archambault. Yeah. Starting folk bands. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about it is if you if you travel
1: down that map right and Mm -hmm. and or the down that path so we've got punk rock and then we've got kind of slightly emo-tinged punk rock sure and then we went into indie fucking folk territory what would you think would be the next logical step in in in, uh, his creative uh roadmap
0: dashboard confessional
1: you're absolutely wrong the next step the next step in his roadmap
0: was pop. Okay. It was pop. He wrote a pop album. Is this is this going where I think it's <coughs> going? And it's good. And his lyrics are actually decent. This isn't that Johnny Ray guy, is it? No. Okay.
1: No. No. He wrote a pop album and it's actually fairly recent. I wanna say it's came out. Just a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, but it's like heavy on like the Beatles influence and shit. Uh, but it is, So it's like kind of psychedelic pop. I'm not, I'm not sure how into that I am. I mean, you haven't heard it, so it doesn't really matter what you think in, immediately. Uh, go listen to it. And then tell me what you think, motherfucker. I can't do that right now. We're well, recording yeah, yeah. a podcast. Well, go do it later. And then get back to me. And then go tell everybody that's listening to this how fucking wrong you are. So, so, what is it? it? It's just a pop album. No, what? So, just what? The Devin Williams. Devin Williams. It's just Devin Williams. Okay. I can do that. So, e- even that's good. Um, but then, are you familiar with the Selby Tigers? No. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Selby Tigers. I'm killing you.
1: Selby Tigers was a band that was on, I want to say it was Hopeless Records. Yeah, it was Hopeless Records, and okay. this is back when Hopeless Records was still good. Sure, right? They were they were pushing shit like Dillinger Four. They had uh, Fifteen on the record label. They had, which is also a really fucking great band. Um, they had uh, Against All Authority, you know, and, which it just,
0: doesn't even need an introduction.
1: Yeah, um, but it was just really good stuff. But then there was the Selby Tigers, and Selby Tigers was one of those bands that just kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. Right, because you had bands on there that were like scared of Chaka, and um, you know that that were that were still punk rock or whatever, you know, but then you had Selby Tigers, and Selby Tigers was a male, uh, was was a band that was composed of both male and female lead vocals, okay, right, and they so would tag team v- vocals, yeah, and they would tag team songs. Now they both albums that they released, uh, at least both that I know of. They're both fantastic. But Mm -hmm. the one that stands out to me was The Curse of the Sylvie Tigers. The Curse of the Sylvie Tigers is almost threatening sounding. Okay. It's almost threatening sounding. Like you get this really strong feeling that they were coming, coming from a place where they didn't really want you to feel safe. Listening to this album, right? It 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 really is really. Um, I don't know. It, it just really kind of throws you off guard, especially. Um, whenever I can't, I don't, I I never knew her name, but the the female singer. Whenever <laughs> she sings, she gets on the mic. It's. It, it's powerful. Uh, so honestly, listen to that shit. It's so fucking good. And the best part about this band they had like these super grandiose ideals of what their music was supposed to be and what it was going to sound like right but they didn't have the money to be able to fund the recording that they they wanted um, to make so the album is for
0: the most part fairly lo-fi um, so the lead or the guitarist uh, lead vocal uh, women lead vocalist is her name is Arzu Goksen.
1: okay that I that's something I never knew um but yeah it, it's just an amazing album uh, it's still lo-fi um and it, it, the cool thing is if you listen to it you can kind of tell what they were aiming for but in all honesty it sounds so much fucking better in the form that it was released in so um the next one i want to talk about is randy this is another band that was on epitaph records but i think they were also on like burning heart which was like That's a sub sub uh, yeah it was kind of like a sub label of uh, Epitaph. and the cool thing about uh randy they are an anarchist kind of punk rock uh, punk and roll band right but like no two albums ever sounded the same like they made a record for hope uh, or fat records um which was pretty much you know a rock and roll album with its kind of Ramones core element to it, right? Sure. So if you want to check out a really good fucking example, of what I'm talking about, um, if you look up songs like Razor Blade or um, Nothing on Me, which is about um, you know being uh, being kind of uh, being forced to carry false charges by the CIA, so good. That's one. Um, uh, those are two songs I would recommend off that album. But if you want my favorite album, check out um, Welfare Problems. Okay. Welfare Problems is basically what it would sound like if fucking The Strokes were Swedish. But were anarchists. Man in a Uniform is probably one of my favorite songs ever written. So is X-Ray Eyes. Um... Listen to those two songs as well. Okay. So those are three things that I like. Three things that I feel like are uh, super underappreciated. And I feel like deserve some of your love and attention.
0: I did not fucking plan my shit out nearly as well. I'll be a friend. I, I don't know if I have much to offer here in that same format. Um, I mean, here's what I can say. Some shit that I like from this week... Bandcamp fucking did some awesome, cool shit. Um, 100% of all of the money that they would make off of album sales mm-hmm. um, went to the Transgender Law Center.
1: Oh, that's sick as
0: fuck. Uh, sure the fuck is. Um, like, everyone I knew, everyone I've heard of on Bandcamp fucking made bank on their albums. And all of the artists, I'm talking every single, like, anyone who was uh, selling music that day Mm -hmm. donated their own shit to the Transgender Law Project.
1: That's amazing.
0: And that was really, really cool. Um, There's just one guy I follow, Griffin McElroy. Um, He does a bunch of podcasts and all that stuff. He also, uh, he puts his podcasts... Um, soundtracks on Bandcamp. I think he made something like fifty three hundred dollars. Wow, alone. Wow, which is fucking bonkers to me. Um, you know, so it's like that was really really fucking cool. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, I mean, yeah. Speaking of just find a podcast you like, or, or find a podcast that you've never heard. Yeah, this week. And check it out. Let's just listen to a podcast that you haven't ever listened to before. Um, I can recommend you some podcasts. It's it's not the same as finding it on your own, but um, you know I love podcasts like My Brother, My Brother and Me, um, The Adventure Zone. Um, I could give you guys you know some shit like um, Radio Lab. I mean, sure, but like the probably the biggest influence on me as a sound designer has been. Uh, Bullseye by Jesse Thorne,
2: mm-hmm. uh, which
0: is an, kind of an NPR show, but it's also done on the Max Fun Network. Um, but just like go listen to a fucking podcast or two that you like, or that you that you think you might like. Welcome to Night Vale is always a good bet because it's creepy and cool. Um, and I've I've heard some really fucking good songs as part of their weather segment, which is really fun. Uh, I don't know. I
1: like, mean, I'm personally. Um... You know, the one that actually inspired me, I've already shouted it out, but um, the Bible Reloaded mm-hmm. were the ones who really inspired me because uh, they were able to take something that they actually stood against and uh, kind of offered kind of a comedic twist to it while also standing against it and like there there are certain moments especially whenever they're doing things like the atheist bible study or the atheist watch segments whenever they're watching like christian movies like god's not Dead and shit like that right god yeah Mm -hmm. um where they're they just it's making fun of everything and just taking the piss out of it and then all of a sudden like there's this one moment where they're just dropping the fucking truth bomb out of nowhere and just blowing the fuck up um uh, every little bullshit thing that these movies and documentaries have uh, attempted to explain. So, um, those guys and uh, the atheist experience. I like the atheist a- atheist experience a lot. So, I highly recommend those as well. That is, if you, you know you you, you align yourself uh, uh, spiritually and uh, uh, you know religiously, as I do
0: okay you're welcome so kind of keeping on this like just fun good content uh the last thing i would say is slow-mo guys or the slow-mo guys on youtube uh-huh. they put a man in a <clears throat> giant balloon <laughs> like in a giant water balloon that is that is absolutely terrifying it, it is very funny and I'm sure so it, it has unleashed a fetish on at least four people. It might be the world's worst fetish, to be honest with you. Yeah, that just sounds horrible. It's like re-wooming or some shit. I don't know. But Anyway, um, yeah. I don't know, Mandy. Do, do you have anything else? I mean I don't have anything you else. know
1: things I like I like Kevin moan and the reptiles at uh, Kevin moan the com. yeah I like it when you download his music and I like it even more when you toss him some money even though the album's free another thing I really like some of this I can't really talk about right now but there are things that are de- uh, developing and I'm um, I'm going to be investing a lot more time and energy into uh, this particular thing uh renegaderadio.net i like those guys a lot i like that website fun fact this is a website this happened today this is a website that caters to rock that's what they do rock uh, rock, uh, just across rock. the board. Punk rock, butt rock, whatever the case may be. You whatever know. it is you're into, those, that's what you're into. There's two
0: closely aligned genres of, of punk rock and
1: rock—they're rock. very, very similar. <laughs> and I dare you to tell me that there's any difference
0: between oh. Nickelback
1: and Anti-Flag. You, you will not convince me otherwise.
0: Well, they have a—they have a predecessor or a common predecessor in the Clash. Yeah, the Clash and stay honestly, go? Clash and the Hender, same
1: band. This literally the same band. Same fucking band
0: should i stay you should it's, it's I incredible go
1: but here's the thing i went onto the website today just to kind of check up on it and you know i like to see what people are up to and i want to read their articles and things like that and i go on and the very first fucking thing i see in the now playing was rupaul jesus christ and i got so goddamn happy over it because it's not because you go on there and it's always like the, the typical thing I, they've played Hailstorm they've played uh oh shit what was it I, I know Hender has played at least once um well yeah it's not, it's not my thing either but depending on the DJ it's always a little bit different right sure but it was I mean I'll grant that it was RuPaul and I got really fucking happy so if Sean if you're listening I hope you're not thank you for that I really appreciate the moment of brightness you gave my gloom gloom day you basically ruined a goth sean i'm so happy all right well but go look at them because i'm going to be doing a lot of yeah shit there's some really big shit on the way uh but right now the small shit yeah i can't talk about that right now but the small shit definitely writing articles that are not stupid um,
0: I mean, you already have been doing that, but...
1: Yeah. Yeah, but now there, there's actually a platform. Sure. So, um, if you guys go check them out, show them some love. You don't have to read my shit. If you don't want to read my shit, Free just go shit. show them my, my love. Or just read my shit and let me know what you think. And I'll love you just the same, baby
0: birds. All right, boys and girls, this has been the... And baby birds. And baby birds. This has been the Terminus Podcast. Uh, I want to, oh, oh, as always, thank Kevin Moan for the use of our theme song, Police State, off the album Kevin Moan the Reptiles, off of the band camp, Kevin Moan the Reptiles.bandcamp.com, as Jeremy has mentioned. Uh, please check in every week to our Facebook page for lovely, lovely album art for each episode we've come up with some very odd creations absolutely uh we we found a picture of cheetos for last week we did that was a special time uh but we are trying to grow the show if you can give us a like and maybe leave us a review on uh apple podcasts that would be more than appreciated um at some point we're probably going to create a patreon but that is not this week. No. We are not doing that this week. No. I'm a tired boy. No. Um, but definitely see if you can give us a like, give us shoot us a review, share us with your friends, share us with your enemies. I'm sure we could probably find somebody to piss off in one of those two groups. Oh, absolutely. And ultimately, at the end of the day, everybody stay chill, stay safe. Um, if you need to get in touch with us, you can, of course, email us at theterminuspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us messages at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash terminuspod. Yes. And uh, you can also go to the Instagram. The Terminus Podcast is the Instagram uh, address, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I am literally falling asleep in this chair. So we are going to go ahead and end the episode here. My name is Trevor.
1: My name is Jeremy. Have a good week. I love you, my brother in arms and partner in life.